The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Oh, it feels so good to be back. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge in our very first of three NFL Future episodes today, Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And I tell you what, when we start doing these shows, you know the NFL is right around the corner. There is nobody, and I repeat, nobody that does the NFL like the Early Edge and Sportsline. So without further ado, it's time to talk divisions, conferences, Super Bowl winners with two of my absolute very best. You know them. You love them. Oh, and look who's back. Don't even kid yourself because that face right there, that's locked and loaded. He runs everything NFL at Sportsline. He is the stoic one, R.J. White. R.J., welcome back to another NFL season, big boy. Let's go. Glad to be here. You guys put me in a box for the summer like Ken, but I'm, I'm back. Ken is me. I'm ready to do this thing and, uh, and get some winners. His job is beach. My job is winners. So we're going to get it done. You're damn right it is. God, it's good to see you again. And this man's here every single day. There's not a sport that he can't do. He is the counselor of cash, of course. Mr. Cianajot, good afternoon. Not sure if everybody's heard, but I'm a soccer capper now, too. And by the way, respect to RJ. I haven't been on a show with him in a while because he's been in that Ken box and he's making a topical Barbie reference at the same time. This guy has all the tools in the bag. I am so excited. We are 24 days away from kickoff. I've been waiting to do this show. I've been waiting to do the show that I'm going to be doing with everybody on Wednesday with player props, proppy and everybody can not wait. Indeed. If you're watching this show live on Monday, August 14th, that's exactly where we are. If you're watching on demand, we welcome you as well. If you are watching live, our man, our five-tool player, AB, he's in the chat. He does everything football, college, NFL. Any questions for him, put them in there. He'll answer them in real time. Also, our other football capper, Buckets, is in the chat. You have any questions for him? (laughs) Enter at your own risk. But we've got to get things started. But before we do that, RJ... I said at the top, you run everything for us, NFL at Sportsline. You keep it all together. But you also do something that is unrivaled, better than anybody else. Please educate and entertain about your NFL mega media preview. Yeah, we do a great NFL futures betting guide. Uh, I run point on it. You get my betting strategy through the stuff we're going to talk about today. Division winners, make, miss playoffs, Super Bowl, also awards betting, things like that. But you also get best best bets for each team, team by team. 
team throughout the league from me, from Larry, from Alex, from Mike, from we're going to open it up to, to everybody else like Sia that wants to contribute now that we're, we're launching some extra um, NFL uh, picks content for people that we're going to excited to announce tomorrow. So a lot of good stuff there. I'm just going to keep getting updated throughout the, uh, the preseason and uh, really excited for people to go read it. You're damn right. But there's only one way that you can read it at home. You got to be a Sportsline member. So how are you going to do it? Well, you guys know me. I'm going to do you a solid right here, right now. If you are not a member, use a promo code COACH, and I'll give you 60% off for your first three months, all the way up through November. You can't beat that. You get access to that media guy. You get access to all my cappers, like RJ, like Sia, like the maestro, like M Squared. And after that, you're playing with house money. Like my man, Fayaz, and I know I butcher his name in the chat, says, I took a day off of work to have some time to get these earlier lines. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Sia. Thank you, RJ. No, thank you to all of you for finding us at Always and turning on those notifications. So let's get started. Shall we, gentlemen? I think we shall. We're starting with the NFC East, and one name is all I need. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. And Sia, since you are a D.C. native, and you're actually going to call it home very, very soon, Let's start off. Who do you think comes out of the NFC East? I mean, there's no other answer but the Philadelphia Eagles at minus 115, in my opinion. And and I don't think I need to say much. First, I want to start with all of their weaknesses. And that's the thing. They don't have any. All they've done in the offseason is upgrade at defensive line, is upgrade at the running back position. They still have all the skill positions. They can run. They can pass. I love how versatile the play calling is. I just think the Eagles are, I mean, obviously they're one of the best teams in the NFC, but I don't think the Cowboys really compare to the Eagles as good as the Cowboys might be. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles at minus 115. It's a great price. RJ, do you agree? Yeah, I love the Eagles. I would argue that they do have a few weaknesses. We'll see what they do at linebacker. It's not a position they focus on, uh, but they have been able to earn earth talent the last few years, and some of that's gone now. But the trend of no repeat NFC East winners, I think, seems to be keeping these odds in check where it is. People are just expecting somebody's going to come up and win this. I don't see it. Philly dominated in the first half of games last year. That 13-1 start wasn't fluky. I mean, they would have done that even against better competition because they were just so dominant in the first half of games. Dallas seems to want to play ball control games. I don't think they're going to hang with a team like Philly. I mean, I've seen Philly as low as minus 106, minus 110. I, and when you compare it to the Chiefs odds in their division at minus 165, I don't see why Philly isn't as far ahead of these teams as the Chiefs are in front of theirs. So I think this is worth playing uh, a lot higher than it is right now. But if you really want to fade Philly, Giants are a little interesting at plus 900 best price in the market, but it's got to be Philly for me. RJ brings up a great point. Sportsbooks have people. Maybe sometimes they're not very good, but they actually do look at this kind of stuff and keep the odds. And that's why I have my guys to find the spots where you can get really good value. So let's now go to the NFC North Packers, Vikings, Lions and the Bears. RJ, I'm going to start with you. Who do you like coming out of the North? The North for me is the Vikings at plus 300. Everybody knows their record last year was a fluke, but that doesn't mean they're a bad team. I mean, their D was terrible, right? Everybody knows how bad the defense was. Detroit allowed the same number of points as them, and then Detroit's the team everybody expects to run away with this division this year. Minnesota's depth at cornerback is better this year, but more importantly, they have Brian Flores coordinating the defense. He's going to be better at holding leads, and some of those games that turn into one-score games that they won unsustainably um, were, are going to be two-score wins at this point, three-score wins. Offensively, I'll take the Minnesota passing game over Detroit, and and, and passing is what matters in this league. Even if I was high on Detroit, I would expect the two teams to be close in futures odds, not where the odds are now with Minnesota being a huge underdog to, to Detroit. You can get them at plus 300. I think that is far too too pricey, and I love them as a value here. See, are you staying in Minnesota? 
Yeah, first of all, I like the play at plus 300, but I got to defer to the Detroit Lions at this point at plus 145. And, and RJ's right. The defense was really bad last year. But if you look at the second half of the year, the defense actually improved. And then in the offseason, they go out and they get Mosley. They go out and they get Sutton. They go out and they get Gardner Johnson, completely revamp their secondary. And then they draft Brian Branch in their secondary as well. And then they draft Jack Campbell early. I think this defense is going to be a lot better than it was. And as much as I like Minnesota as maybe a dark horse, I just think Detroit throws way too much of at them, especially when it comes to their offensive consistency and firepower. So give me Detroit at plus 145. I think both teams are going to be really, really good. I think we get, we should expect both to, to certainly vie for the playoffs. Listen to Boss Man in the chat. I need you guys to take the chat down for me. Hit that like button. Put the chat right back up and keep on chatting away. As you know, it helps our algorithm and it helps the show grow. All right, now let's go to the third division in the NFC. It's the NFC South. The Falcons, the Bucks, the Saints, and the Panthers. RJ, let's start with you. Where are you going in the dirty, dirty? Yeah, just like the other division, it doesn't make much sense to me putting New Orleans as the clear favorites here. Um, I'm not sure Carr is going to be a big upgrade at quarterback. Clearly, the new regime in Vegas didn't see him as the answer, and they've moved on. Um, went back and forth between Atlanta and Carolina to me. Both have great schedules, interesting young core talent. Ultimately, the odds pull me over to Carolina at plus 400. I just don't think they're that far behind Atlanta. So I'm taking the value here at plus 400 versus Atlanta's odds. I mean, Frank Reich went 40-33-1 and one with a quarterback carousel in Indy. I think he's a good coach, and he has a franchise quarterback at this point. My worry is where the passing production comes from with their group of pass catchers in Carolina. But if they can figure that out, I think they can make a run at this one. And uh, and when you look at the market, it really doesn't believe in Atlanta's quarterback either. You know, when you look at Desmond Ritter's MVP price. So um, I think Carolina is a good value here. All right. Carolina is the value. See ya. He just said something about your team. Explain yourself. Yeah, you know, I kind of wavered back and forth, but it wasn't between Carolina and Atlanta. It was New Orleans and Atlanta. I like the Derek Carr factor because he's the quarterback in this division, but I'm actually going to go with Desmond Ritter, and it's because I think they're going to protect Desmond Ritter with an upgraded defense from last year and a very strong running game with a great offensive line from last year, but also add in B. John Robinson. This at plus 215, it's as much an endorsement of the Falcons as it is Arthur Smith. I love what they did with very little last year. They had a ton of dead cat money, and they were still able to pull off a lot of these coin flip wins and some coin flip losses that might go the other way. So I'm going to go with Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons in that rushing attack, limiting possessions at plus 215. It really feels like the NFC South is going to have a lot of close games this year, but it also feels like the NFC West should have a lot of close games this year. We're going to go there next. The Rams, the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. When will Kyler Murray be back? Start of the season, how healthy will he be? That remains to be seen. See ya. Let's start with you. Who do you like? I like the Niners a lot at minus 160. First of all, I do want to set out that the Niners have the fifth easiest schedule, but that kind of pervades the NFC West, right? Because you get the layups of Arizona and the Los Angeles Rams when you get to play in that division. But listen, this is a head-to-head matchup. Like, we do a lot of golf, Coach, and this is really a heads-up matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. I love the front seven and the Niners in general from a defensive standpoint. They still have the skill position players, and I believe in Brock Purdy because he can run a Kyle Shanahan offense. He doesn't have to have a strong arm. He doesn't have to be elite in a lot of different metrics. You just have to be able to run Kyle Shanahan's system. And for the record, his S2 cognition score, which is what has replaced the Wonderlick, he had advanced scores, extremely elite scores when it comes to that. What that tells me is he can run the Kyle Shanahan offense. So if you didn't believe last season in terms of what he was able to do, believe those S2 cognition scores because they measure processing and he can process pre-snap, post-snap very well. It absolutely matters. But Sia said a word, RJ. He said Seattle. Are you heading there? 
Yeah, I think Seattle is the most undervalued team in futures for me this year. They're strong on defense. They're deep on defense, adding Bobby Wagner and Devin Witherspoon, plus getting Jamal Adams back. People forget he barely played last year. That's a huge addition for a defense when you add him into that mix. Offense has good young offensive line depth at the skill positions, restocked a lot in the draft where San Francisco was unable to do that. Um, People will look at Geno slowing down late last year and just figure that's the real Geno, but he's proven to be a capable starter. And he performed a lot better over the course of a longer period than Brock Purdy did playing five regular season games last year. We don't know what he is. You can talk all you want about how he graded out and how he can run the Kyle Shanahan system. They didn't believe in him enough to use more than the, the last pick of the draft in him. If they thought he was, you know, a superstar, they would have picked him a lot earlier. Um, so that draft stock, maybe he's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback long term. San Francisco signed Javon Hargrave, but had a lot of key losses, especially at edge rush opposite Bosa in the secondary. And then D'Amico Ryans, I don't know how you replace him. So these teams are a lot closer than people realize. Getting Seattle at plus 260 is the best price in the market, I think, is a, a huge value. And I, I love them this year. RJ, quick chat question from Jeff. Who opens the season as the Niners quarterback, in your opinion? I think it's Purdy. I think he, he's trending toward being healthy enough to play. Um, so we'll see if that happens. I think that's what they need to do because Lance, I was a big fan of Lance last year um, coming into the season. Now missing another year and not playing, coming off a major injury. I don't know what you're going to get from him. So I think it's got to be Purdy moving forward. But I just don't know that the guy that we saw in a very limited sample size last year is, is going to be the guy we see moving forward over a longer sample size. All right. Very good. If you have any other questions, you can put them in the chat. I'll try to get to as many as we can, but we're trying to keep all of these shows under 30 minutes for you. So you don't have to take up your entire afternoon listening to the best crew in the business. So we're about set for the AFC. But before we do that, you guys know I got to pay those pesky little bills. Here's a word from one of our incredible partners. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to The Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. And indeed, we love having the NFL as partners with us at CBS. Wow, that gets me hyped. Damn it, does it get me hyped. And what did you see in that promo? You saw a lot of stud AFC quarterbacks. You saw my homes. You saw my man from Jacksonville. So let's jump right into it. See, let's start with you. We're going to the AFC East. Potentially, potentially, depending on who you listen to, three Playoff teams coming out of this division, everything would have to fall right. But that's what they're saying. Three playoff caliber, let's say playoff caliber teams. We're talking Bills, Patriots, Jets, and the Dolphins. Sia, where are you going? 
Yeah, they, they are all three playoff caliber teams. And I don't think New England is that bad either. But I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the helmet across from or behind R.J. White's shoulder, his right shoulder. It's the Buffalo Bills at plus 120. Listen, this is a really tough division. It's a hard one to handicap. But at the end of the day, I think the Bills are the best team. And I love their quarterback in terms of what he can do with the run and the pass, which, of course, Tua and Aaron Rodgers cannot do. This defense last year was really banged up, particularly in the secondary. Hyde, Poyer, Tredavious White, all banged up for a lot of the season von miller even got hurt and oh yeah josh allen don't forget josh allen got hurt he had a ucl otherwise known as an elbow injury i think that was week nine so the second half of the year you saw his yards go down you saw his production go down and i think with a healthy elbow with a healthy josh allen this is going to look like a very very elite team so give me the bills at plus 120 i went to rj second for a reason this is your squad fill in the blanks anything see a missed yeah, speaking on those injuries, they still finished second in points scored and, and points allowed. So, I mean, they still perform very well. As a Bills fan, an eternal Bills pessimist, I'm a bit worried. They're getting near the end of their Super Bowl window. And I, I, I never like to give them the credit that they probably deserve. I had a tough time here. I wanted to back Miami as a good value. But Ramsey injury, I think, is big enough to put Buffalo on top at these odds. You can get them at plus 130. I think about MGM. Um, I think that's good value here. Um, you know, they've had not that they've had the same success as the Chiefs, but this feels like the AFC West odds last year where Russell Wilson comes in and the KC price, you get way cheaper than normal. And um, and they end up, you know, running away with the division again. And so you get Aaron Rodgers in this division, and now the Bills are well in the plus odd range when maybe they should probably be even or shorter. So I think the Bills are a good value here. All right, very good. All right, Winslow in the chat says, what about the Bears' total wins this year with the addition of DJ Moore? Are there any wide receiver props for him? Now, we're doing our props on Wednesday. We also have been, done a ton of uh, win totals on our TikTok and our Instagram. So turn on those notifications, and I guarantee you something will fall in there. But Wednesday is props, and uh, see, let's make a let's make a note so we can take care of Winslow on Wednesday. All right, Bears props. Mm-hmm. We'll throw something in there for you. We'll mm-hmm. throw something in there for you. All right, let's move on to the AFC North. This one's a very interesting division this year. The Ravens got their quarterback back. The Steelers, uh, they were pretty good late last year. Browns, a lot of people are high on them. And then the Bengals, how long are they going to be without Joe Burrow with that calf injury? Nobody knows. RJ, let's start with you. Yeah, I think the Bengals are the play here. We're just getting them at a much juicier price with the Burrow injury, which has shaken up the AFC North odds a bit. But I just think ultimately means we're getting great value here. Since his offensive line actually started to gel last year before being devastated by injuries, and Orlando Brown's a big upgrade at left tackle. They have all the horses you need on offense. So as long as Burrow's playing, I think they'll be fine. And if he does miss time, it's not going to be much time. The defense has continued to improve into one of the better units in the NFL. Love the continuity on the coaching staff. Same offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator for the fifth straight year. That makes it really easy to, to have continuity and to know what you're going to do year in and year out on both sides of the ball. Baltimore has a ton of upside if Lamar takes to Monken's scheme, but the Bengals are well established as one of the truly elite teams, and this just seems like a lot of value getting them um, at plus 165 or around that range as long as Burrow wasn't missing half the season. That's a very big if. Now, Sia, are you staying in Cincinnati or are we heading farther east? This one's tough. We're heading farther east to the Baltimore Ravens at plus 235. Really like the number. And I, I like what RJ just said about Monken because I do think this, this offense could simulate a little bit of what we see with Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles that are very pass heavy early. And then they just they just kill you with the run. And I, I see a little bit more of that, especially with the upgrades at the receiving positions. Of course, Zay Flowers in the draft. We've got Odell Beckham and oh yeah, Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely might be a factor as well. So I think Lamar's gonna have a little bit more 
opportunity with his arm, but certainly with his legs, he's healthy. I just think the Baltimore defense, Baltimore in general, is pretty great. The front seven, a little bit of an issue for the Baltimore Ravens, but I see Cincinnati regressing just a bit. I think Cleveland's in the conversation, but I think Lamar and company are the best team in this division. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how they come out of the gate. You can't give any games away at the start of the season, especially in this division. All right, let's move to the AFC South. We're talking Titans, Jags, Texans, and Colts. A lot of new coaches, new players. Are the Jags the best team in this division? RJ, I'm starting with you. Who do you like in the AFC South? Well, if there's one lesson you take from today's show from me, it's do not bet the Jaguars to win this division. (laughs) Their odds are ridiculous. They barely won it last year. They needed a fumble return touchdown to beat a demolished Tennessee team playing a street free agent at quarterback. They were not that good last year. They had a nice little run at the end, and everybody just expects progression is going to keep happening, and that it's linear. Progression is never linear. As a Bills fan, I can tell you that. Tennessee (laughs) does not think that they are a rebuilding team. They signed DeAndre Hopkins to be the number one receiver they so desperately needed last year. Skaronsky was a great pick. He should take pressure off the new left tackle, Dillard, because he's a plug-and-play left guard it's going to be one of the better guards in the league pretty quickly and that Tennessee defense was so beat up last year and still did a solid job I think 14th in points allowed on the on the season if that offense rebounds a little this team could have a positive point differential and if, if you have a positive point differential in this division you could run away with it I could argue backing the Texans at 10 to 1 too and I'd even go with the Colts over betting the Jaguars is a big favorite interesting see it talk to me I absolutely co-sign every single word of what you just heard from RJ. Listen, like, don't forget, this team almost made the playoffs last year with Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. Don't forget, Tannehill only played 12 of 17 games. If he's healthy the whole season, I know everybody likes to, like, hate on Ryan Tannehill, but they make the playoffs and Jacksonville doesn't. And by the way, the Titans were leading that game for all but three minutes at the very end when we had a turnover at the end of the game. I just, listen, bad injury luck on the Titans as well. Then they improve on the offensive side of the ball with D-Hop. Their offensive line is going to be better. This is a Mike Vrabel team, and you got to take those teams really seriously. I am all about fading the Jacksonville Jaguars. Apparently so is Ballin, because in the chat he says, let's go, RJ, said everything that was on my mind. I told you, he's one of the best NFL minds in the country. He needs on our team. He runs our team. Now, Joe, I saw your little uh, comment in there about my TikTok win total on the Kansas City Chiefs. I did not pick them to go 17-0. 15-2. But, hey, it wasn't 17-0. And that's where we are right now, the AFC West. The Chiefs. Your reigning, defending Super Bowl champions. The Chargers, the Raiders, and those pesky Denver Broncos. So, seeing as you if you don't pick the Chiefs, you, sir, are officially dead to me. What do you like? Well, uh, with a lot of hesitation, earmuffs. It looks like you have earmuffs on, so that's great. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers at plus 340. I just don't want to pay the big price for Kansas City. And I think there's a lot of positive regression coming, especially from an injury standpoint, when we talk about the Chargers. Don't forget, Khalil Mack and Bosa injured a lot last year. Keenan and Mike Williams at the receiver core injured a lot last year. Rashawn Slater, Corey Lindsley injured a lot last year. And, oh, yeah, there was one other guy. God, I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Justin Herbert who got injured in week two and played with a rib cartilage injury. And then then had a shoulder injury, which he had offseason surgery on just this last this last offseason. So I think 
with you're going to have some injuries, of course, but I think the injury luck was really bad for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now you get Quinton Johnson in the first round. You add to that receiver core. You got Kellen Moore, which is an upgrade over Lombardi at the offensive coordinator position. And listen, I, I just think when you look at this Chargers team, yeah, you know, the last image we saw was them collapsing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But don't forget what they did with Kansas City. W- with a lot of those injuries in mind, they lost They lost by three points in each of the games at Kansas City and at home, 27-24, 30-27. A lot of these big names on defense, I think, are going to finally step up for the Chargers now that they're going to be a little bit more healthy. Give me the Chargers at a huge price, plus 340. Yeah, it's only plus 340, RJ, because of the Chiefs' number. But are you willing to lay the number? I'm going to lay it with the Chiefs. The value wasn't great here, but I'm not stepping in front of the Chiefs train again after doing so last year. What, what, what was a lot worse odds, and the Chargers were a lot higher odds than they are now. I love the OC change for the Chargers. That could certainly mean their offense elevates to the point of challenging KC. I would argue that they might not have positive injury regression. I've been waiting for it for years, and it never happens. They continue to be a completely injured team, maybe pay their training staff a little more. Maybe that might help. But whatever they're doing, it's not working there. You talked about the Herbert injury. He seems like he's dealing with an injury every year. Uh, the Chiefs were as good, if not better, last year without Tyreek kill and i believe the only thing that slows them down is an injury to mahomes and we saw that he overcame that to win the super bowl last year the young defense came together throughout the season as well it wasn't a liability late in the year they'll be better here if there's one weakness it might be on the edge rushing the passer and maybe teams are able to neutralize chris jones and allow and their offenses will then go out and score some points but even if you score 35 on the chiefs mahomes is going to go and get 40 so i think the chiefs are just going to run away with this division again all right. I kind of like it. I kind of know. I absolutely love it. By the way, if I haven't told you already, part of our NFL covers this year at the early edge of Sportsline, Phil McKagan, he was last in the NFL a couple of years ago, and he was a wide receivers coach for the Chargers. You probably saw him on Hard Knocks. Last year, he was assistant head coach at Colorado. He knows the sport. He knows the NFL. He coached the NFL for many, many years. He's on our team this year, and he'll be on every primetime show that we have before every primetime game. Why are we using him? Well, C or RJ will give us a pick. Then I'll say, hey, Phil, how did the defense handle that? Or how does the defense handle that? Or whatever it is. But he's been in the locker room. He's been in the film room. He knows we're trying to make it better for you. Hashtag educate and entertain. So. We've made it through every single division. It's now time to do a little futures in the playoffs and the conference, make or miss. But here at CBS, we're not just about the NFL. No, 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 no. We also have a brand new conference coming to CBS this fall. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? It's going to be amazing fall at CBS. So let's now work into playoff and conference futures. I want 
a miss and a make, meaning in the <clears throat> playoffs, who's going to make and who are you betting to miss? Sia, let's start with you. Give me one of each. Yeah, I'll give you a make here. I just think the NFC is so watered down that the Seattle Seahawks, even though they're not going to win the division, I think they are going to make the playoffs. I really think they're only competing with a few teams in terms of a wild card spot. So give me the Seahawks at minus 120. I do like how they upgraded their offense to the extent that Geno Smith sort of declined at the second half of the season. They got him some more weapons in JSN and Charbonnet. So I do think Seattle is going to be good enough to make the playoffs at minus 120. Team to miss the playoffs. Listen, I love the culture that Mike Tomlin has established. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're going to be better at offensive line, probably better at receiver and better at quarterback with Kenny Pickett. But there's only room for seven. Okay, so let's just let me just call out nine teams that I think are better than the Steelers, not seven, but nine teams, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, the Jets, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Jags and the Browns. There's only so much room in the AFC. So give me the juicy price. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to miss the playoffs at minus 155. And two of them that you just mentioned are in the AFC North with the Steelers. RJ, who do you like to make and miss the playoffs? Well, I talked about how Seahawks are the most undervalued team, so I love them as I make playoffs. So minus 120. Um, they're six to make the playoff odds in the conference. Uh, I'd be surprised if there are three teams better than Seattle, much less five in that conference. With the NFC South not looking right for a wild card team, with the Rams and Cardinals appearing in re rebuild mode, I don't see how Seattle's missing the playoffs. So I love that price there. Todd missed the playoff picks. It could easily be Jacksonville, um, who I railed against earlier. Um, but I'll switch it up a little bit and go but to Detroit and take them at plus 160. Market just assumes they're good now. And while I was high on them last year, I don't know if they've taken a huge step forward enough to earn this level of respect. Great offensive line. Goff is fine at quarterback. Passing game still lacks weapons outside of St. Brown. Run game doesn't have much upside past what it did last year. If they can replicate what they did last year, I think that's a win. On defense, the secondary additions help if they can stay healthy, but there are already several injury concerns there. The linebacker they took at eight, number 18 wasn't considered a first round by many. I just don't see this team catching fire and winning more than 10 games at best, and that leaves a lot of downside if things don't go perfectly to win nine, eight, seven, and miss the playoffs. So plus 160, I think, is, is a fine price to play there. So this is our third NFL season together. If there's one thing that I've learned from RJ and Maestro and see all these guys that are incredible handicappers, that you can't just take what happened last year and say, oh, this is what's going to happen this year. There's only a few teams that can do that. Chiefs are one. Bills are one. But the Lions simply are not one. All right. I need to know who's going to win the NFC East because there's always a dominant team. But there's always a team that you just can't figure is going to be good, and then they are. So, see ya. I want a winner, and then give me a sleeper. All right, a sleeper in the NFC conference. Oh, well, first of all, the winner is going to be the San Francisco 49ers for me. I know it's between them and the Eagles. I think there's some payback going coming for the Eagles. Obviously, in that NFC championship, you had Brock Purdy being injured. But I honestly, I think this defense is as good as the Philadelphia Eagles defense. So give me the Niners at plus 400. The sleeper is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. And it's just because I love the number. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're probably going to win the division, as you just heard. And the reality is they might not have to go against a great team until that NFC championship, depending on how things fall with records and getting into the playoffs. So I think with the way their team is structured, and it is, especially if you factor in an injury to one of those two elite teams, I do see a, a, a narrow path, but it's a path nonetheless. And at 28 to one, I think I'd be willing to speculate a little bit in a watered down NFC. If they win the division, they would get a home game and that changes everything. RJ, give me a winner for the NFC and a sleeper. 
Teams I've already talked about, Eagles plus 375 is the best price I've seen. They are by far the best team in the NFC for me. Anything over plus 300 makes sense to back Philly. Um, I think they're a great value there. I also think Seattle is the second best team in the NFC and a steal at plus 1400. I do believe that they are better than San Francisco. I think you take what you said about Atlanta and apply it to Seattle. They might not face face a difficult opponent until the NFC Championship game either. I think this might be actually the best way to play Seattle, considering how difficult the Super Bowl matchup will be against one of the AFC powerhouses. So plus 1400 just seems like a steal for as good as I think Seattle is this year. I'm so glad you used the word powerhouse because on the AFC side of things, it's a very difficult conference to handicap. There's so many good teams. See, you just named nine of them. So I need a winner and I need a sleeper. RG, I'm going to come right back to you on this one. Give me your winner first and then your sleeper. My winner is going to be the Bengals plus 550 at DraftKings. They've played since since he played Kansas City close in the AFC Championship last year before losing in the final seconds. We know that their history with them, they, they're not scared of them at all. They've gotten wins against Kansas City over and over again. We're getting a value backing them at this price compared with the other two uh, front runners in the AFC. So I like them. Uh, my sleeper is going to be the Dolphins plus 1400s best price I've seen for the Dolphins. If Tua stays healthy, Miami's a playoff team for me, even with the Jalen Ramsey injury. And then you get him back for the postseason. That's going to be huge. Vic Fangio is going to work wonders on that defense. They're going to perform a lot better this year, even with Ramsey Hurt, um, than, than, than people would expect. So I think Miami probably needs to win the division to be a value play here, as I don't like them to consistently win on the road in January. But what if they do? And Buffalo takes a little bit of a step back, and Miami's the division winner. So I think that's my value play in the AFC. And that could be a big if, but we know that home field in the playoffs is paramount. We've seen it for several, several years now. See it. Where are you going in the AFC? I'm going to go back to the Buffalo Bills again. I think that defense is going to be healthier. I think Josh Allen is definitely going to be healthier. And don't underestimate the impact of Dalton Kincaid. I think he's going to really open things up for that offense in a lot of different ways. So he was excellent at Utah. They went out and got him for a reason. Give me the the Buffalo Bills at plus 450. My sneaky play is in the AFC North. I mentioned the Cleveland Browns. Listen, I don't think we know exactly how good Deshaun Watson's going to be, but if he's great, this team really has a chance. Don't forget they added Elijah Moore, too. Their defense is solid. It's not great. It's not certainly not terrible. It's a good defense, and I think Deshaun Watson with Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, and oh yeah, that guy Nick Chubb, who's probably going to be the subject of our prop show on Wednesday, this is a, this is a real team, and they could actually do some damage if they make the playoffs, which I expect them to do. And I fully expect him to be much more comfortable this year. Last year, let's let's admit it, it was a very difficult year, and it would have been for anybody to go out there and hear all that nastiness coming at you. So I think this year he'll be used to it, and he's a really, really good quarterback. He just is. That's who Deshaun Watson is. So I paid him $230 million. All right. We have now arrived. And the hardest thing to do in all of sports, in my opinion, is quarterback a team to a Super Bowl championship. The second hardest thing is to handicap a team going to a Super Bowl championship. So, gentlemen, RJ, tip of the cap, I'm coming to you first. Who do you like? What odds do you like to win the Super Bowl this year? So I'm going to give you my top three Super Bowl plays ranked. Number one, Philadelphia Eagles, plus 800 is best price I've seen on the market. To me, considering the state of the NFC versus the AFC, I don't see why they are not the favorites here. I think at worst, you put them tied with the Chiefs as the favorites since they're going to have an easier road to get back to the Super Bowl than the Chiefs will. To get them at at a significantly better price than the Chiefs, I think just screams value to me. So they're my top play here. My number two play is going to be the Bengals at plus 1,100 of the AFC contenders. That's the best price. They've shown they can hang with the Chiefs. They've been to the Super Bowl recently. 
recently. Um, I think they can get it done as long as Joe Burrow wasn't missing a significant amount of time. And so obviously if word comes out that he's out till November, that, that changes things. Third team Seahawks talked them up, up and down the field. I third plus 3,500 best price I've seen with them. They have the, the makings to me as a team that can reach elite status with how deep and, and good they are on both sides of the ball. So I think they're going to surprise some people this year. So I'd go Eagles first, then Bengals, then Seahawks. And if you notice, if you like RJ's picks, he gave you three at three different prices. So you could bet a unit on each one. And if one hits, then you're going to obviously make money. RJ, RJ, see ya. Who are your three? Well, I like that Eagles play. I do think it's a two-horse race in the NFC, but I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers for all the reasons I already stated at plus 1,000. Next one's going to be the Buffalo Bills at plus 900. I, I think it's really the window is starting to close for both of these teams, and I think they're both – I think this could be the Super Bowl matchup, of course, Niners and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, more of a long shot, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, if this offense under the new offensive coordinator is a little bit more dynamic and if Lamar is a little bit better in the passing game and if he stays healthy, this is going to be a really hard team to stop. And in the playoffs, we know they don't like to play from behind but with these new weapons they very well could and honestly they might not have to because of the way they're going to be running this offense uh, i like the ravens at plus 1800 i hope you all had your paper had your pencils and we're writing all these picks down but as always we're thinking about you and we got you covered here we go a quick recap of all the picks from two of my absolute very best. Cena Jad for division winners, Eagles, Lions, Falcons, 49ers. RJ, Eagles, Vikings, Panthers, and the Seahawks. Next, division AFC, Bills, Ravens, Titans, Chargers for the counselor. And RJ likes the Bills, the Bengals, the Titans, and the Chiefs. Finally, Oh, that's a full screen right there. Uh, Seahawks, Steelers to make and miss for Sia. Bills, Browns, 49ers, Falcons. You see a Super Bowl. Three different plays that he likes. RJ, Seahawks to make, Lions to miss. And then the Bengals, Dolphins is a sleeper. Eagles, Seahawks is his sleeper. Then the Eagles, Bengals, and Seahawks for the Super Bowl championship. You guys know that in our specialty shows that we do more than anybody else. In fact, this is just the brand that I like to ask my guys the number one most important thing they're looking forward to for this particular content. RJ, I'll start with you. I'm looking forward to seeing how good the Seahawks are going to be. Um, if I'm right on them, as long as Geno Smith doesn't take a huge step back, I think they're going to surprise people. Um, and then I'm looking forward to seeing a healthy Bills team show up and maybe be, be the uh, the team that Sia believes they are in competing in the AFC. See ya. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the AFC in general. They're, they're so loaded. It reminds me of the NBA Western Conference from like 10 years ago where there were only a couple good teams in the East and the West was extremely loaded. That's what we have. We really have nine or 10 teams that can compete and make the playoffs. And, and I don't know if it's really Kansas City or Buffaloes to win or even the New York Jets if you believe in them because there are so many good teams right under them. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how the AFC shakes out. I am too. I'm also looking forward to seeing really how the schedule affects certain teams. And I think some of that is going to directly affect teams that make it to the playoffs. I also, you want to know how good Detroit is? They're playing opening night at Arrowhead. Welcome to primetime, Detroit. Welcome to primetime. Now, if you're watching live right now, somebody that's in the chat said, I want coaches picks. Well, guess what? At the top of the hour, 4 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to go head to head. We're doing team totals with me and EC. We're going to do it every single week, every single week on CBS Sports Network, and we'll keep our odds and keep our records all the way through the season. So you can get my picks there. Of course, I'll have some here on the early edge, but I like to leave the time for my guys, for my crew. 
Now, remember, this is the first of three shows this week. On Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we're doing props with CN Proppy. Then on Thursday, we're doing everything, exotics, anything you want to throw in. That'll be Thursday. Turn on your notifications. Don't miss one single second of this content. So, with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. Damn it, I love this so much. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these NFL future tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love all the stoic one, R.J. White, the counselor of cash, seeing Najad, and, of course, the snake always on the ones and the twos, keeping the show exactly where it needs to be at the top. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's what we're all about right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you got to do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.